Hey, what's going on, Nate? Hey, Kay, how was your day today? Man, it was good. NVIDIA beat us earning. Massive, man. Massive. Like, uh, it started off with a little bit of a you know, downward pressure and then off to the races and I saw futures follow. Uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting day tomorrow. Yeah, all the, all the other ones, ARM and um, uh, SMCI, AMD, all going up after hours. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I love it. You know what I did today? Yeah, so it's going to tie right into these topics too. I'll just get into a little bit later uh, in more detail. But I uh, I went ahead and I opened up my uh, my prop account at Top Step to begin oh, my nice. trading yeah so nice. i'm gonna try it out see if uh i mean you know it should be no different than trading so i should be fine but it's nice that they have these prop firms so you don't have to put a ton of your own capital at risk right and uh just go in there and see if i can use my risk management to pass the test and if i can they'll give me a funded count and we go from there so yeah it's pretty cool too like they have a I'm not like affiliated or anything. So just talking my own experience the last couple of days, um, you know, building up to this, but they've got like coaching and a discord room. And I mean, I was just right now listening to one of their coaches just talk through his, his thoughts. He's a funded trader with them and it's kind of cool to see that stuff. So, yeah. So you got to take an exam or something like that. It's not an exam. It's crazy. They give you, um, they give you like a simulated account. And okay. you have a profit target you have to hit and you cannot lose a certain, they, they have a max loss, right? So it's like the profit target for what I'm doing is nine grand and the max loss is three grand. And then the max daily loss is two grand. And there's some other nuances to it, but effectively, um, yeah, it's like, uh, as long as I manage my risk and I don't lose more than that, those thresholds, then eventually I get to that nine grand target and um, they'll fund you an account. And then from that point, you just keep trading. And it's a similar kind of rules where, you know, you have a max loss limit and so on. But if you generate cash, I mean, you just pull that right on out and it's yours. And after like, a, I think most of these guys do like after 15K or 25K or whatever, then they start taking 10%. But really they're looking to recruit, you know, quality traders. So it's just interesting. Nice. So I'm, I'm dabbling. We'll see how it goes. That's good. Keep us posted. Yeah, yeah. At least you'll learn something, right? Exactly. Well, you know, this all comes to to you know comes from me trying to figure out how to best optimize my time. And trading during the day is great, but I've got so much going on during the day now, right? Like, I've got a nine to five that's pretty flexible, which I'll talk about. But I've also got you know spaces that i try to be involved with and um you know mix that up with meetings and then trying to trade the markets it can be a lot and the the first thing that that gives out these days has been uh trading because i usually find other times to trade you know throughout the day so i was like you know this futures uh trading is something i just not for whatever reason i just continue to put off and uh looking into and i thought maybe now is the time so here and we go looking at too because like for me um i'm, I'm a busy guy and that's one reason I'm an index investor for the most part, because, yeah, I, um, you know, a week from now, I might be in another state or something. I can't just sit around staring at computer monitors all the time. I'm, you know, I value my time too much. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's exactly right. You got to figure out what works best for you. That's the other thing of it, right? You got to figure out what works. Yeah, and I've already retired, so it's like, where's my incentive to, like, you know, 3x my money? Like, I don't really need to do that. Um, so, you know, my time management tactic has been, you know, the kind of, play prevent defense if you will but we'll get into more of that once we're loaded up with um you know the topic for today yeah that's gonna be good too we're gonna get going oh there's joe right on cue i'm gonna add joe here we got stocks after dark hey question for you stocks after dark is, you, is that is that title did you come up with that handle um you know because of you, you trading futures and doing that after hours or is it something different Hey, Nate, no, um, I came up with this just because I was always in like, like a night out and every time that I was doing my analytics, it'd be really, really late at night. 
So, nice. uh, so I'm just like, oh, you know, you know, after dark is kind of like, oh, when things happen. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm in the market. So let's go with stocks after dark. And then it then just translates into futures and whatnot. And that's a very cool handle. I have to say that. I like it. I know. I'm with you on that, Kay. Thanks. Yeah, man, for sure. Thanks for joining us. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into some of this conversation here, and I'm sure we'll have others joining us here shortly as well. Um, but uh, you know, we want to talk about making money. Obviously, that's what we like to talk about on these wealth uh, wealth building Wednesdays, as I like to refer to them. Um, but we want to you know talk more in detail, right, and give some value here and and lessons we've learned, things we're still figuring out, different uh, perspectives from the panel as always, right? Because we're all doing different things here. And so uh, I have a whole list of stuff that I actually jotted down um, ahead of the show. Oh, I'm gonna call it the show. Yeah, ahead of the show tonight. And um, I, I can go through a lot of them, but I, I'm gonna make sure I, I get, work away, work my way around the panel here to get your guys' thoughts. But what I will say is, I think one of the, um, the keys for me, and uh, I'd be curious to hear you guys' thoughts here, and I think it's a mistake that uh, maybe people make, or maybe that's just my perception, is instead of trying to um, make your schedule fit whatever idea it is that you have, like if you're you're like, hey, I want to go and, uh, you know, tr be a day trader, I want to trade stocks, or I want to be a writer, or, you know, maybe you want to be a ghost writer, or maybe you want to go and build, you know, I knew I had a buddy who was building Jeep trailers in his garage and they were, they were really sick. Actually, they're really impressive and had this really cool swivel hitch anyways. Um, and like, you know, he, he had to figure out how to make that work because he created a business out of it. And you can't try to, I think one of the things that's really difficult is when you try to make your schedule fit, whatever this idea is that you have. And, and instead really trying to find ways to make, your what you're embarking on fit your current schedule and to some degree at least right as much as possible so it's not totally disrupting everything right from the word go because that's just an added challenge and added obstacle uh to deal deal with so if that makes sense right you know like write down a bunch of ideas as much as you can right and think okay these are these are the different ideas for what the interests I have in ways I might be able to generate additional income and make additional, you know, dollars. And when you start going through them, like for me, I mean, I think it would be really cool to do a number of uh, different things that just, I had to block out basically because I, it just doesn't fit for me. I've got a family and I've got, uh, you know, a career, so I can't just drop everything. And for example, host spaces all week long, Monday through Friday. I would love to do that, but not yet, right? I'm just not there yet. So I have to find ways to get to that point to where I can finally do that. And so right now, you know, I'm utilizing writing and evening spaces here with you, you fine folks and all of you lovely people and, you know, dabbling during the day where I can and figuring it out, right? So making it worth work with the schedule that I, I have now, so that at some point, maybe I can make that switch to uh, optimizing my uh, what I want to do and, and instead of optimizing it to my schedule, if that makes sense. So, um, Joe, you've had a lot of experience with respect to like the same kind of stuff I'm talking about. And I know this because we talk like this is one of the things I like is that we get on the horn and, I, and we talk about these kind of things. So, I mean, does that make sense what I'm saying to you? And um is is that resonate or do you have different thoughts yeah yeah no it, it definitely definitely makes um sense it, it resonates um I, I guess um you know I was, I was kind of thinking about this topic today and i was sort of doing some preparation for it and um you know i think of it um i, I like what you're sort of saying about how you you generate your schedule to kind of fit what you're doing um that's been a real kind of growth curve i think over the last couple of years because i'm used to responding to requests and tasks, you know, that you're kind of given, um, say if you're working in a nine to five. And I think it's a real challenge when you're working for yourself to kind of um, create your own schedule. You know, what are the priorities? What what should you base it on? Um, is, is that kind of what you're thinking as well? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at, yep. So, so the thing that I find, so first of all, I, I found I've had to kind of deal, um, I've had to work out 
my weaknesses. And so, you know, one is I try to do too many things at the same time. And then, you know, what I found is I also don't have a um, system. I didn't have a system of reviewing. So I was always kind of feeling like I was busy, but um, I'd almost kind of not remember what I'd been working on the day before. And then my my third kind of, you know, kind of weakness um, is that I kind of um, don't set kind of finite goals. You know, I, I'm, I guess it's the sort of perfectionist thing, but there's, I keep working on things. And so there's sort of no end in sight. So, you know, by the end of the day, I don't feel like I've ticked off these tasks. And by the end of the month, I haven't kind of got through these things. So they were all kind of um, stuff that I found over the last year that I've had to kind of work out how to deal with. Um, so I think you've got your own weaknesses that you need to to kind of cater to. Um, yeah, and then I think it just also depends on what particular thing that you're trying to do. So the very specific thing that I've um, struggled with is how to, you know, there's kind of like a cycle, right? So I create information products and I'm working on a workshop and I kind of put my tools down or I pick my tools up and I, and I work on producing those things. And while I'm doing that, I, st I produce less content. And so I, I don't post as often and, and I skip my newsletter and things like that. And so trying to um, get those two things working at the same time, that's that's been a sort of real struggle for me. So one thing I've found that's um, worked um, and I've kind of found this just in the last couple of months is um, I use Notion. And I don't know if this is controversial or not, because I see a lot of people saying that, you know, um, you know, sort of uh, it either does work for them or it doesn't. But what I really like in Notion is that there's this function where you move a note from one folder to another. And so it sounds just really simple, but I just created um, a folder for drafts, a folder for ideas, and a folder for editing. And so, you know, as I, I entered the idea, you know, maybe out walking or something like that, and I just put it into the ideas folder. And then when I sit down, I've got something to work on. And I try to get that into a draft format. And that also fits with my writing where I, I just try to write initially and I don't don't want to edit too much. And it can be really rough and um, not something you publish, you just get the idea out and then created, um, then I've got, then, you know, I have to actually create a third step where I sit down and I edit. And so when I'm in editing mode, I just go into that folder and look for something good to edit and, um, and do that. And that's about the only thing I've found so far to help me kind of manage that, um, that overall process. So, yeah, it's definitely a challenge and, and I'd love to hear what everyone else is um, doing and, and working on and how they kind of work those things. But that's kind of um, a specific thing that I've been working on, something I've found that's, that's working for me lately. I'll tell you what, leveraging the tools that are available to, to us these days is, is yeah. massive. You, you can get down a little bit of a rabbit hole, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I definitely, you know, maybe spent a couple too many dollars on a few different things, but I always try to be conservative with how I approach them because there's a lot of new tools and you just kind of learn them. But one right now that I am messing around with, and I'll admit I've only been messing around with this for a couple of weeks, but it's incredible. And I, and I can see use case for just about everything is uh, perplexity. So perplex, perplexity AI. Not no affiliated, not you know, this is not advertisement, nothing like that. Uh, don't mistake it. This is me just talking, you know, my tools here. And it allows you to do what you're talking about there, Joe, where you got a library and you've got collections and you could move things between collections, for example, similar idea with folders. But then this this has built into it the thing that's like so incredible about this is that you can ask it questions right, right? This is just, this is a no different than is a uh, you know, replaces Google effectively. But then when you're asking the questions, um, you can have the responses come back from a number of different um, large language models, right? So, here? so rewrite this. Okay. And it comes back with Copilot. Um, it's got experimental, which I think is what comes with perplexity. And it's got GPT-4 and Claude. So you can rewrite these responses to your questions um, with all four of these different um, AI you know, tools and get different, because they're all structured slightly different and they give different like responses um, in a different kind of form. Like some of them are a little bit more textbook and others a little bit more you know, conversational. And then all of it, you can 
it, it'll ask you questions back too. So you can ask follow-up questions, but the cool thing here is like, if you don't know follow-up questions to ask, it gives you, you know, things to ask. So if it's a topic you know of, like, obviously it's gonna be really easy for you to dig up a bunch of questions, but if you're in Google, everybody knows, you're out there searching and you're going through links and you're backtracking and everything. And this, you know, you're allowed to ask these questions. It puts all the information out here. And then it also gives you these questions like to, you know, dig deeper. And then the one last thing is I just, if you can't tell, I'm overly excited about this, is at the top, it sources all of the, where it gets all the data. So unlike a lot of these other, you know, um, tools that you can use these, you know, ChatGPT with and whatnot, um, where it just gives you an answer and, you know, it's like, hey, write a newsletter for me and just and it spits it out for you. And you're like, hey, great, I'll use this as a draft and so on. This gives you the sources. Like I'm looking right here. I said, you know, which platform is better for futures trading? And I had a couple I was looking at and it, it tells me right here, like all the places that it, it sourced to get all the data. There's 22, 25 different sources. And it gave me this kind of answer you'd expect to get from an article assessing you know futures platforms so um using these kind of tools this is already saving me tons of time so i'm, I'm sure joe you're finding the same kind of thing with notion that you're mentioning it's just a, a organizational kind of way to really streamline things and, and really make better use of your time yeah yeah i, I think um you know so going back to my first point my weakness right um i i I take on too much information. So I don't know if you guys follow uh, Rob Lennon, right? And and he's he's um, been doing some really great stuff on on X, you know, with um with AI. And he's got this uh, really cool uh, course that I've um, bought into on prompts and all this kind of stuff, right? And so what I find is I'm um, I'm you know I see people writing about. It. I'm just one of those classic people that if I have a task, I'll go and do a whole lot more research. I mean I, I'm a historian. <laughs> My background, I studied history, so um, I tend to just keep, you know, there's no such thing as too much information, but there yeah, is, life, you know, so. Lifelong learning, so, though, right? So you, you get addicted to it. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's just not it's just not great for produce, for production. So so what I'm actually finding, you know, because I did, um, you, you kind of got me onto MEM and I sort of tried that, but what I'm finding with AI is it'll kind of give me a lot more than, you know, like um, if you ask it for a short sentence, it'll come back, you know, with, with 10 lines, you know, so what I'm um, trying to do really is just distill what I've already, um, I've actually written, you know, I wrote a short book, I've, I've written a hundred short posts, um, you know, written 5,000 posts on, I, I've got a lot of my ideas, I've got to just to organize that. So maybe that's just what I've, I've got to apply the AI or, or my, what, anyway, what I'm enjoying with, with Notion is it's pretty clean. And so I'm just, it's just, you know, organizing what I've already kind of, you know, written down, which that's what I'm, that's what I'm battling with at the moment. Love it, Joe. Yeah. And I want to get into some of what you're talking about there too, about uh, you've got a ton of content and um, you, you might as well leverage that. Absolutely. And that's something that I definitely want to dive into, but yeah, blind luck, what do you got? Yeah. I'm just curious on your perplexity app um, or tool, whatever it is. Um, one thing I've noticed with chat GTP is I can't, tell it to link certain sources like it won't look outside of its like current database and i can't like show it like you know right in the style of this website type thing is perplexity able to do that and I'm, I'm just curious it sounds like a really powerful writing tool i haven't tried exactly that but you can upload things you know it's like hey upload this file and then ask questions and so actually what i'm going to try <laughs> directly after the show one of my newsletter subscribers said hey I love your spaces, but I work, I'm busy. And I don't have, you know, like last night's space, it ran 90 minutes, right? Cause we were, we got it. We had a great space last night and got into it. Um, and tonight, I don't know if I can go that long to be honest guys. So we'd probably go 45 minutes to an hour, but uh, either way, but um, uh, sorry, losing my train of thought. The, the, request, the request, request was, can you like summarize the uh, space in, into a transcript, but not not just a full transcript, but like a summary that hits high points. Like maybe since we were calling out trades last night, you could call out the trade ideas. And so I'm gonna upload the audio. I'm recording this, right? I'm gonna upload the audio and see what I can get out of it. And maybe I have too high expectations, but I will report back. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
That'd be neat, right? I mean, that, that's effectively doing what you're saying. It's giving it any kind of source to look at. It's not just restricted to looking yeah. within its own, you know. Yeah, because that's been one of my issues. Like, I'll, I'll have a well-structured concept that I give the AI. Like, I want to do this for uh, – and by the way, audience, we're not just going to be talking about writing this whole time. This is just a section. Now, there's a lot of other time management uh, type styles out there too. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a complex prompt with a very complete idea. I just want it to flush it out. And it just comes back and it feels very sterile. It's just very AI. And you know me, my writing is very um, personal, kind of a conversational. Yeah. Um, and I pull from personal anecdotes and all this stuff. And it just does not do any of that. So if I could somehow point it to some of my existing content, like, hey, this is me, like, try to write in this style, that would be kind of interesting. It does. I think I think there's a little bit in, the, in there. Joe, did you try that with the MEM uh, tool, MEM AI? I know we talked about that a little bit, too. No, I didn't. Um, but I was just wondering, Blind Luck, if you've tried um, Grok, have you had a look at that? Uh, the only one I've really tried is ChatGTP and Bard at this point. I, I haven't gotten super deep into it. I've used it mostly for coding on things that I don't know how to code on my own website. That's been the primary function I've used it for so far. Um, yeah, so Grok is the one inside the X platform. Oh, and, um, I used it briefly when it first came out, but I haven't played with it much. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you can ask it. Um, there's some pretty cool questions you can ask it about your account or other people's account, what, what they're doing well. And, um, you know, what it just might do for you is just, you know, bring up and highlight, um, you know, posts that have gone well for you and, and stuff like that. Um, so, you, yeah, that could be something to have a look at. Yeah, cool. I'll look into it. But in terms of that asking to mimic your style, um, there's something Rob Lennon does on that where he, he's got a prompt that asks it to analyze the writing style and come back with characteristics. So, you know, you put in your own post and then, then you ask it, then you use those characteristics as a future prompt to say, you know, write this idea up using and then it, you know, put that prompt That's in. That's a good idea, yeah. I thought about doing that with creating a bunch of Word documents with like different structures if you will like if you want to write an article here's like the 20 things that must be met and then using those as like starting points when i want to expand on topics yeah i, I actually i really recommend have a look at rob's stuff he's I, I think when i last looked he's he's got a membership um so you just you know you pay us in i think it's about 30 bucks a month or something like that but he's got a lot of stuff on just you know ai prompts for a lot of different things and i think he's really um you know he's pretty uh, a leader in that space and and uh you know, very, you know, very much in the same context of what we're all trying to do. So I find him to be a really good, um, a good guy on that. So this, this kind of nice segue into what I would say is a very, maybe, maybe it's counterintuitive even, but a very important uh, topic, right? So <laughs> are part of this like saving time or, or, or making, optimizing your time, right? Making time for making money is this is basis call. So talk a lot. And I mean, if you're introverted or extroverted, doesn't matter. Um, talking to other people, what I'm getting at is networking or listening at least to a lot of different people. So getting on these spaces and listening like you guys are doing, like kudos to you, that's step one for sure. Um, but like what I'm getting at is you'll learn so much faster and, and move much more quickly if you are talking to the right people and listening to the right folks and, and learning from like a myriad of folks and different people. I don't know why I keep saying folks, but different people um, versus trying to go about it on your own and just like plow through a bunch of YouTube videos or whatever it is. Um, there's a reason you see a million communities out there for every different, uh, you know, whether it's trading, right? I see a bunch of my friends up here right now, hanging out, bunch of traders. And then there's also a, like a, a million, there's the writers, you know, I'll call them the writers guild. I see them out here on, on Twitter or on X. And they they all support one another as they're trying to um, build and grow and do something do something. And we all learn at different speeds, and we all make mistakes at different times. And if we're sharing it, and you're able to learn through others, it's a lot less painful and a lot faster, right? It really will accelerate. And at first, you'll be like, what's the word inefficient. Um, you will talk to different people. You'll talk to the wrong people. Maybe you'll listen to the wrong groups. And it'll be not great, but you'll, you'll it, it starts to make sense. You, you start learning, you start figuring out more of what you're doing, whatever the space is it, you know, you're in. And um, that network you build, uh, it's funny, like 
the fluff just kind of falls off and uh you know the strength sticks around and uh, i can speak to experience from that and uh yeah i mean okay right we, we know a lot of people that have come and gone and here we are we're still doing this thing a year later and we got a long runway ahead of us right and uh how much i mean we meet we meet weekly and just bounce ideas off of each other not all of them stick. I've probably thrown a hundred ideas out there and like two of them stick because I just talk a lot, right? <laughs> you guys give me a hard time for how much I talk. No, I, I, that's that's the way to go, right? I mean, not all ideas will stick, uh, but you have to talk about all ideas. And then from the bunch of those ideas, some will be good, some will be bad, some will be meh, I guess, okay. Yeah, how do you manage your time, Kate? Because you do a lot. You've got, you know, you got your work, you've got your trading, you're an active trader. You've got your YouTube channel, which, by the way, if you haven't checked out Kay's YouTube channel, do that. And uh, give all these speakers a follow. If you haven't already, they'll, they'll definitely boost your timeline and uh, add value there. But, yeah, Kay, what, how do you manage your time? Like, is there any tricks to your trade there? Any uh, uh, secret so, sauces? So the way uh, at least I look at uh, to manage my time is I, I look at a weekly basis rather than uh, planning for the whole um a day or maybe you know longer than that I, I look at a week and i try to identify two or three things that i want to achieve in that week um generally there are a couple of things that are important for me so of course you know you have to go to your nine to five job that's that's mandatory right that you got unfortunately do. right unfortunately um, <laughs> second is trading uh, so i do want to spend time so either i study about trading after work or i if i have time during work i i do tend to block my lunch hours to look at what's going on and maybe uh -huh. a couple trades. Yep. Um, third thing I work out. So I have to dedicate time that one, one and a half hour time slot to working out. And generally I've noticed when I miss those, it tends to just have a snowball effect and kind of messes everything up. Um, I, I work in tech, so I use a lot of tools at work and honestly at home, I just try to keep it very simple. I use, a Google Doc or a Google Sheet to mostly manage my stuff. Nothing fancy on my side. But in order to manage time, I just, for the week, I design two or three themes and I stick to those themes. And if I'm able to hit those themes, great. If not, then some of them will get carry forward to the next week. Um, but there are a few things that I don't give up. One is working out. One is, of course, your nine to five and a trading. At least something about trading or investing, learn from it. And sometimes if I'm not able to work on my YouTube videos, uh, I'll try to make some shots or, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll repurpose a older content. But something you will do, at least hit one or two items for the week. And uh, we are in a marathon, I guess. So it's not a sprint. You know, you will not be performing at 100% every single day. And you just have to, you know, deal with it and, and go with the flow. Some days you'll do very well, right? Some days you'll do, you'll suck. <laughs> yeah some days well said my friend some days you will suck uh that's awesome hey man i actually want to unpack a lot of what you just said i think that what we just heard casey actually highlighted i've noted five quick things here that i want to make sure we touch on because whether or not you realize it, Kay, and what i'm sure you do but like you really talk through their very important points that i think um are why you're able to be successful in what you do and will probably help others. So I wanna walk through these. One, you mentioned you prioritize, right? You know what your priorities are. I know too many times I've been in myself and I've seen other people do it where not prioritizing leads to inaction. Like you just take little baby steps towards 20 different things and you get nothing done. And uh, that will prevent you from making any real progress, right? Like. Um, I've been talking about this futures trading, right? I haven't undertaken it in the last two weeks, even though I've been talking about it because I've had too many other things that I'm like, look, I need to wrap this up so I can get into futures trading. I don't know why I decided that on NVIDIA's earnings day that that would be a good day to open my account, but here we are, it's open, right? And it, it's finally happened, but I didn't rush into it. And um, it's because I had to deal with my other priorities first, right? And make sure I have all my ducks in a row. Now I'm, I'm good. I can reposition and start focusing on learning something new, which is going to take a little more time. So prioritizing is huge. And it sounds simple, almost like too obvious. But um, seriously, sit down and write down what your priorities are. You might uh, be surprised at what doesn't make the list. Um, two, 
simplicity, which tied into three, low stress, right? Like if you're trying to undertake something that's the, uh, like you said, a marathon and you are out the gates with the stress of a sprinter, like you will, you will invariably hit a wall, need to take a break or maybe just quit altogether. Right. And, um, keeping it simple is a big part of keeping stress um, levels low and keeping your progress moving forward. Um, I just, I just went through and said, you know, check out perplexity. It's AI tool. You know, like this is a brand new tool. I'm not saying don't utilize and leverage technology and what's out there. Um, there's some very, you know, some things that can really help you with your time and in that respect, but simplicity, right? If you're using 16 different tools and you've got to boot them all up and then you got to remember how to use them on, you got to do all these YouTube videos and use them all. Like you're no longer optimizing your time. You're no longer using tools to your advantage. You're now just like doing what Joe was kind of getting at, which is, you know, just keep learning more and learning and learning and not doing right. So simplicity is incredibly underrated in my mind. And I think that that is something that, okay, you hit on it pretty well. You, you know what your things are and you focus on those. And then I also heard flexibility, right? So you, you don't get in a pinch and stay up all night to get your video out. If work ran late, your workout ran late, you hit a snag, you know, like, hey, today's video is not going out. It's going out tomorrow, right? It's not the end of the world. But you have that discipline to, like, really try not to let that happen unless unless life happens, right? You're not doing it so you can go watch reruns of Seinfeld because you're feeling lazy. Like, you know, you get up and you get after it. I'm sure we have our days, but I'm just saying. You know, you have that flexibility and that keeps you driving forward, too, because you don't have that stress of like, oh, I got to be up till 2 a.m. and get this done. Like, go get yourself refreshed, knock it out tomorrow and you're moving forward. And it kind of ties in the last note I have, which is adapt. Right. Um, you're you've you know, we've talked a lot and I won't get into all the specifics, but it's not like every day has just been, you know, gravy and you just get up and everything's cool and easy, right? Like we, life hits you with curveballs, and you just adapt. We've had, we have our uh, live stream we do on Sundays and there's some days where we just can't do it. And so we adjust, we maybe uh, kick out some videos that week or whatever, but we make those adjustments because at the end of the day, it's about coming back and keep moving forward and not, you know, stressing out and, uh, getting to a point where you just you, you make it a whole other taxing effort where you just hate what you're doing right because we already have a nine to five <laughs> sorry maybe you guys like your nine to five and that's great i hope you all do but not all of us do right so no need to add a second one of those to the list so anyways Kay, i like the, the what you went through there i wanted to highlight all that good stuff and uh i appreciate you bringing that up um you know another thing you mentioned joe that i wanted to circle back to is you've got all this content and you know there's a lot of different ways you can talk we've been talking about a lot, a lot about writing but like i mean even hands-on stuff um like i was mentioning my buddy rebuilding jeeps and whatnot like there's no need to constantly reinvent things and start from scratch right like i'm sure you you could go back and repurpose a lot of those things that you're talking about because not only are they uh, valuable and have, you know, things you don't want to lose in there, but they're things that you communicated six months or a year ago that now you've got a, a bunch of new folks hanging around and whatnot that they may not have heard that, right? So, like, I repurpose newsletters and videos and different topics, you know, when it makes sense and when it feels like people are looking for that information. Um, is that something that you find valuable? Is that something that's worth diving into here a little bit? Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it is. I think for me, it's really the crux. And so, uh, you know, just to put it in context, you know, I, I guess the thing that I'm I'm actually trying to do more than writing is I'm I'm building an online business. And um, you know, one of the things that I that I experienced, and I'm sure maybe some of the listeners, um, I I, I can um, I, I chatted to Colson, I think who's listening in tonight uh, about this. We a while ago, you know, when you're trying to think about what do I write, what do I post when I go online, um, that's something that, that I think a lot of us kind of deal with. And what I've found with that is, um, is what's what's your thesis? You know, what's your major theme that you want to try to um, get across? 
And it took me a long time to work out um, that mine is actually about this, this idea of um, being independent. You know, I started out writing about um, and posting about financial freedom, but the end goal for me is, um, you know, ultimate choice, you know, being completely in charge of what I do of, of my life. Right. And so for me, I, I call that kind of being independent. And so my theme and what I write about is, um, you know, thinking for yourself, doing your own thing, living the life, creating the life that you want now. And I kind of found that um, once, once you know what your thesis is, I find that that's really helpful. And so um, what I found is I've actually written a ton of stuff, as I mentioned, like over the last year and a half. And now it's kind of like, you know, collating that and putting, you know, um, explaining my, my hypothesis, explaining how that works. And so that's why for me, you know, this um, uh, going into AI is just like, it just opens up more rabbit holes. You know, I, I go um, into more, um, you know, deep forests and, and kind of get lost. Whereas um, what I've really got to do is just get, kind of get across what my thesis is. And, um, you know, and that leads to this, uh, idea I have around um, strategy, you know, for your online business. So, you know, you, you kind of have your thesis and then you start to build out um, those things. And I think that leads right back around to what um, Kay was talking about, which is prioritizing. Um, I think some people are really efficient, right? They're really good at prioritizing, but if they don't have a strategy, um, you can be really efficient and you can even really get a lot of things done, but it doesn't take you in any particular direction. So yeah, one of yeah, the things I've really worked on. I love on. the call that. Make sure you're climbing the right mountain. That is an excellent point you just touched on. Climb the correct that, mountain. Make sure you're not just climbing a random thing that someone else put in front of you. That that's a great point you just made. Yeah, um, blind luck. Because what what I actually what what I actually believe is, um, you know, we often say, oh, okay, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to take me three months, you know, or, or it could even be like six months. But you can make a massive change in just 24 hours, even 48 hours. If you just, you know, you, you know, when you have that feeling of a brilliant idea, um, that's a mindset shift. That's just something where everything's kind of clicked and you've kind of got that. Um, I look to try to create that um, intentionally with um, an actual process for developing a, a, my strategy. And, and you know, um, I believe that you can actually, yeah. And then if to use your analogy, uh, blind luck, you know, that would be to, um, then, you know, zero in on that mountain that you want to climb so that, and I find that makes work so much easier. Um, you know, everything doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like a chore because you can see yourself, you know, getting another foothold and, and climbing that mountain and you know, which one it is, it's intentional. You have more thoughts on that, Blaine? Yeah. Um, I've been kind of writing notes as I usually do. So at the end I'll, I'll close out, but, um, Nice. Yeah, I think the climbing the right mountain mindset is really important. A lot of people, they get really busy. They're like, I have to do this one task and the next task and the next task. <laughs> kind of like the steps on a hiking trail. And they forget to zoom out a little bit and go like, where am I going? You know, like the big thing. And I, I feel a lot of people, especially in society today, where, you know, you're just constantly constantly bombarded with these different things that you should be doing or would be nice to be doing. Um and you guys are exactly correct. You got to really distill it down to like the two or three core concepts that are truly important to you. We've talked about the rule of three in the past. Um, you know, really identify what those three things that you will not compromise on and everything else kind of gets pushed to the sideline. And, um, you know, just, just make sure those are the mountains you want to be climbing. Too many people, and they go chase that job or they chase that master's degree or they chase, you know, whatever it is, and they get there and go, well, shit, I'm not happy. This isn't where I wanted to be. I went the wrong way. And um, that's a critical mistake a lot of us make in our culture today. I've kind of got this idea. I've kind of got this idea, and I'll just run it past you because, um, you know, a lot of what I think about is how to, how to start a business or how to create an online business, right? But I think you could apply this to investing as well. Um, so my idea is that you just need two things to get started. Because a lot of times you see, um, you know, I, I see some of the the uh, gurus kind of, you know, posting, um, you know, you just have to start, uh, you know, and they kind of really stress that. But, but how do you start, right? And so my idea is you need two things, right? You need a strategy and you need a pitch, right? And perhaps you guys can, um, you know, Nate, you guys could, um, uh, you know, correlate this to, to an investing kind of um, strategy. But, um, you, you know, if I just think of it like a business is, um, a strategy is where you identify something that's missing, um, that's related, that you have a skill that can solve a problem. 
and then you um you know and so you kind of that you build this hypothesis you know you, which is your your theory on if i was able to do this and and this worked out like this this would put me in a really good position um you know i kind of think of that as a strategy and then your pitch is really explaining you know very succinctly why you why you're doing that now i think if you have those two things certainly in the online business context that's what i think you need to start I wonder what you guys think, whether that carries across as well into um, investing. Sorry, Joe, I was having a little bit of audio issues. So I'm going to ask you to repeat. So what would you <laughs> run that back just yeah. a little bit more quickly, but what would translate best to investing? So, so our, our topic is, um, you know, making time for making money, right? And yeah, for me, yeah. um, you know, you guys are, are very focused on trading and investing and for me, it's it's really about kind of creating an online business to make money, right? So when I think about um, an online business, I think there's two things that you need, um, and I'm kind of thinking about you know your priorities and what do you work on, and then we talked about um, how do I identify the mountain that I'm going to climb. So for yeah. me to get started, um, I think you need a strategy and a pitch, right? So my strategy is um, you know I see a gap, I have a skill set that can fill that gap that can solve that problem. Um, and, you know, I think that if I was able to do that, then this will put me in a great position and I, and I sort of, I, I project and I imagine what that would be like. And, and that's how I think of it with a strategy. Um, yeah. and then my pitch is, my pitch is articulating, uh, why that that's important, you know, why that's, a, um, why that's a, a, an important problem to solve and why I'm good, the best person to do it, you know? And so I think for me, when I start out and I think those are the two things, um, and I was just saying at the start that a lot of. Um, you know, these online gurus are sort of saying, you just have to start, but you know, how do you start? Well, I think those two things, if you have those two things, you can get started. And what I was just asking was, do you think that that's um, analogous, you know, with investing or can you, could that carry 100%. over to investing? Yeah, hundred percent, Joe. And I haven't quite mastered messaging and hosting and not messing up my audio. So thanks for repeating that a bit. <laughs> and uh yeah, hundred percent. It applies. Uh, you have to have those two things. It just kind of framed a little bit differently, but still the exact same concept. So strategy is the same thing, right? But the other piece, instead of necessarily a pitch, but the way you described it, I liked a lot is a plan, right? And uh, yeah, it's it's the same kind of mindset. Okay, you think in the same thing, right? You go in with your strategy and then you have to articulate what your plan is, whether it's trading or investing, and then you stick, you you know, you follow through with that. Exactly. So I, I think um, we had a, a lot of uh, investors and traders yesterday on the session and uh, Dividend Dog, one of those guys, right? So if you look at the philosophy of dividend investors, right, they have a strategy and they follow that strategy of dividend investing. So in, in the world of investing, you have to first identify what exactly do you want to do? Are you investing? Are you investing for income? Are you investing for long-term growth? Are you investing for buy and hold and you will take the money out when you're retiring? Or you want to generate income and then you start to dabble into trading. So investing and trading are two different sports. And a lot of times, many folks, they kind of are in the middle. They're not sure whether... Because what ends up happening is, and I'm kind of digressing from the topic, but you know, you have a investor mindset, but you're looking like a trader. And and that's where people get a little bit confused because you're looking at daily price movement and you're looking at, hey, my account is going up or my account is going down. But if you're a long-term investor, that doesn't matter, right? You're not selling it today or tomorrow. So going back to it, I think having a clarity on the vision, which is your objective, or the you know the the goal is very important, and the pitch would be more on the strategy side. Is based on the goal, what you want to do is then you define the path. Whether it's investing for a specific style of investing, you're a growth investor, you're a hyper growth investor, you're a value investor, dividend investor, or income in uh, you're generating income from trading or getting into trading. Now, trading itself has many aspects. You know, I did not know until I got into trading that. You know, you have specific traders like day traders, you have scalping, you know, people who specializes in scalping, then you have futures traders, you have options traders, you have just so many varieties. These are like, um, the best way to describe would be like in a, in, in, in school, you have all these different subjects, right? And each subject 
you can master from all the way from elementary going into PhD level. So that's how I I, I think. Nate. I love it. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. And yeah, Joe, full circle. And I actually like what Colton said here in the comments. Um, so he said, for investing, the strategy is the how, and the pitch is the why you're investing. And I, and I like that as well, right? So obviously, it, is, it does translate, Joe. And, um, and I think it makes sense just because it ties into, you know, being organized and having a vision and a focus and a goal. Like all of us have worked for or maybe follow different leaders in different respects. And the ones that have a clear vision and a goal in what they're doing, um, are much, much more effective and people fall in line and, and get things done much more efficiently because they have this like unique vision and unique kind of, or, you know, one vision and, and one path they're on. And so you're doing that for yourself here effectively. Um, you know, it's funny cause you mentioned, you know, nine to five and, and I've, um, you know, in almost equal parts, I've been an entrepreneur and, and worked in a nine to five, I think it's been like 13 years and 11. Um, 13 as an entrepreneur and 11 as a, a nine to five. And the thing that I found hardest in a nine to five is where you don't have that clear vision and a strategy. And I just find it super frustrating. I just, if I can't see why I'm doing what I'm doing, it just, to me, it's, it's, um, but, and that's, and, and that was just for, you know, it's so common. I felt like it was, it's almost like the norm. Um, people, you know, someone mentioned being busy and, and, you know, you're doing lots of action. And so that's something that I've been working really hard myself on, on what I'm doing is not to be doing something without knowing why I'm doing it. And to say this last year or so with my own, um, my own work and my own business is just to get that strategy really clear. Cause I feel like once that clicks, there's nothing going to hold you back, right? Um, the, the actions become easy. Um, you, you know, you can communicate clearly. It becomes a lot easier. So I, I spend a lot of time on that and, and working that out. Joe, you made a very important point. Um, at least, you know, in, in my experience, you know, working in corporate, what I have noticed is a lot of people, they just go by their day, uh, finish their task, but they, and, and they don't really understand why they're doing that task. Now, there are two sides of it. One, of course, is they don't really care because they have other things going on in their life, which they are focused on. And the, and the second is they probably don't understand as well. Um, and how, and, and there has to be some, um, you know, responsibility on the organization itself, because a lot of organization information sits in a silo. So, you know, in order for you to understand end to end why you are doing something, you need to have a broader vision and, and leaders generally fail at when they are giving tasks to their subordinates or they're getting tasks to the team members, they sometimes fail to make them understand why this project needs to be done because sometimes they don't have the visibility either. So it's, it's a very um, precarious situation. Now, if you, if you work for a startup company, you will probably be able to see the end to end. But if you work for a big, large corporation or even medium-sized corporation, you're just a tiny uh, cog in the entire wheel and you don't know what you are doing. You're just doing from, you're taking something from point A to point B and you're handing off to somebody else. They'll run with the show to the next checkpoint but it's mostly the senior level executives or a higher management they kind of see the strategy but that doesn't percolate downwards and i think that is one of the challenges at workplace that i've seen okay i um i totally agree with you but i can also tell you that um as someone who worked mainly in startups i mean even working nine to five the biggest company i ever worked uh, globally was 150 people when i joined it grew a lot more but it, that you know so but um the strategy is, is usually not clear. And um, I think I've mentioned this before, but something that I, 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 um, I had to raise uh, a lot of money for uh, different startups that we did. I think yeah, the total was around 19 million uh, bucks that we raised for, for five different startups. And I, so I had to deal a lot with venture capital and you know finance guys. And I remember asking one guy who gave me a great reply, I said to him, you know, what, what do entrepreneurs get wrong when they come to you and ask for money? And he said, I asked them three questions and he said, he said, I reckon that 65, probably 70% of entrepreneurs can't answer these three questions. And he said, it's, it's what problem do you solve? 
why is that problem important? And why are you the best person to solve it? And he said, that's a lot of what they just do, end up doing is just coaching people to work that out. And I think if you went back and just looked at businesses, including big corporates, and you actually asked them those questions, they'd find it very hard to, to do that. And so that's what I've, I've, you know, I apply that to what I'm doing myself and make sure that I can, I can uh, answer those questions myself. It's good stuff as always, guys. I will say the, the need to, like, we're talking about, you know, making time for making money, right? Well, one thing you have to do, and I think, I think it's like a little bit understated, but maybe everybody just knows this is you have to, you know, optimize your time while you're at your grind, right? If you are working a job and then you're also trying to do something on the side, like don't make the mistake of messing up the the solid thing and and before you have the the side of the additional thing you know kind of put in place so definitely be wary there and to and along those lines like i like to look at where my optimal energy levels are at and what times of days those are and try to leverage that so i can get into that in more detail but blind luck what, what are your thoughts yeah, just looking at time here, we got about fifteen minutes left, so I kind of wanted to kind of shoot my list here. Yeah, um, let's hear it. What do we got? What do we got? Yeah, so you guys are doing a really good job, kind of focusing on the goal setting aspect and kind of focusing on what's important, which is huge. Like you want to climb the right mountain, you don't want to be trying to do fifty things at once. So those are all really important. I kind of have a subset of like things that I like to kind of focus on as ways to um, kind of optimize my time. Here, I'm trying to pull it up here. I was switching devices here. Here we go. So the first thing is uh, I really try to focus on building something. So um, be it at work, be it on my hobby, whatever. I try to build um, a new concept or a new you know feature, and then I try to build a system around it so it's self-sustaining. So I really try to get as much off my plate as possible and really focus on building systems so either somebody else can take it off my plate, like a virtual assistant, an, a coworker, whatever, or you know an automated system through your workplace. Um, you don't want to be doing everything, anything that's repetitious in your life, you need to be automating out of your life. There's no reason to be doing the same thing over and over and over. So building systems has been a huge tool for me. Um, I try to be task focused. I don't keep a really rigid schedule. I don't say, oh, I'm going to start at one o'clock um, and I'm going to allow myself for one hour to do X. You know, nothing takes exactly an hour. So I'm very much a, a task focused person. It's like, okay, these are the five or six things I want to get done today. Um, and this is kind of the order I see them getting done. And then maybe item three takes three hours, but item, you know, four and five only take 30 minutes, whatever, or something comes up in the day, you need to hop on that really quick. So I find by not being so rigid, you kind of allow the time to complete the things you need to get done. And, um, you don't, you know, tasks tend to expand into the amount of time you allow them. So if you have a 30 minute task and you've got your calendar scheduled off for an hour, it tends to fill an hour. So I really don't keep a, an hourly schedule or uh, I know like Elon Musk supposedly has like a five minute schedule. And um, when I'm working with a big team, I'll do that for other people. Um, mainly if it's like companies and stuff and trying to coordinate, but for myself, I'm very a task focused person. Um, I use do not disturb periods. So I literally have a hourglass on my desk. It's just a um, sand, you know, hourglass and, you know, like the glass, literally a glass, like, you know, hourglass. And um, when I'm really stuck on something, I'll just tip it over. And I'm not allowed to look at my phone or anything like that. I have to work on that task until that sand runs out. And it really just forces me to step away from my devices and really just focus on the thing that's causing me problems. I found that to be just like a really simple visual hack where you know, if you use something on your phone, you're tempted to go look at the apps or whatever. Or a simple hourglass, you can't really interact with it. It's just there. So I, I really like just having like that hour of focus when you're really stuck on something. Um, and then the other kind of couple of things I have on my list all kind of are related. It's, it's basically learning how to say no. Um, a lot of the stuff on your to-do list that cut into your time are other people's priorities and, uh, you just need to get really good at saying no and, um, or delegating them off your plate. Um, you know, maybe your boss comes to you and says, Hey, we need to get this done. Well, maybe, you know, somebody else could do it quicker or the intern could tackle it for you, or somehow that task could be completed without you wasting an hour. So saying no and delegating have been two huge time savers for me. So um, just to kind of recap, build systems, automate anything out of your life that you don't need to be doing, um, you know, the same time every time. Delegate, learn to say no, and be task focused. Those are kind of my four core takeaways from my 
long-winded spiel here. I like it, man. This is good stuff. And uh, I will say that all these tips and, and tricks we've been talking about tonight, um, I think they're are massively helpful. So hopefully you guys are able to, to tune in. If you missed it, I will have it in my newsletter uh, posted tomorrow, which I did pin to the top here. I also pinned uh, Joe. He's got, uh, you know, just check out what Joe's got going on up here. He's got a, a newsletter as well. And uh, he's well I'm trying to say is he's got this great story that I pinned up top as well. So check that out. And um it's not necessarily a story, but it's like, you know, he's telling you what he's getting into and it reads like a story. Basically, it's great. And then blind luck also setting your priorities with the rule of three. I want to make sure everybody noted that's up pinned at the top as well. So check those things out. Give these guys a follow if you haven't already. Also mentioned Kay's got an excellent YouTube channel. And if you haven't followed Kay yet, be sure to give him a follow. I, I always checking out the stocks Kay's dropping on his channel. Um, and then I wanted to also just add in a couple of notes here before we do wrap. Um, I appreciate you you doing the rundown there, Blind Luck. That was solid. And there's there's one thing that I think is kind of tricky, right? And it's it's that that uh, optimal time that I was starting to talk about. So let me tell you a little story about me, and I think it'll kind of illustrate it, right? Like you're going to have times of the day where you know you're more most productive, and that may not be so obvious when you start on something that you're super excited about. And this is exactly me when I started uh, trading options. I, you know, ran into some gurus that were up at 4 a.m. They were talking about their thoughts for the day and their trade ideas. 4 a.m. my time, I'm West Coast U.S., right? So um, these guys were on the East Coast and the, I like what they're doing and everything. And they were, their quality, like they're giving good information. And my wife was giving me the hardest time. She's like, Cause I'm not a morning person you guys. Like I'm garbage in the morning. Like that's putting it lightly. Like if you guys try to talk to me first thing in the morning, you'd be like, who is this guy? Like, this is, where's Nate? Anyways. So she knows like, I'm just garbage. And I was getting up at, you know, quarter to four, 4 AM every morning, wide awake, getting on with all these guys so I could learn about options trading and do all this stuff. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but she was like, you're not going to last, right? And she was right. You know, like, <laughs> I can't, it's not my optimal time. And I, I started to just get really tired. It started to really wear on me. There's nothing I could do to my schedule that was, was going to work because I'm a night owl. I just, that's who I am. And I was fighting that a little bit, right? And I was just kind of telling myself, these are the only guys I can learn from. I need to be up and, and learn this stuff from these guys, you know, at 4 a.m. And it just wasn't the case, right? Like there's uh, there's so many resources, especially nowadays. Like this was several several years ago, so there's even fewer resources then. And now there's just like a plethora is the word, right? And you can find you know resources, you can find communities, you can find um, different things that you want to do at to fit your schedule, right? So like I said at the top of the hour. Don't try to opt, you know, fit your schedule to what you're going to do as much as you try to fit what you're looking to get into to the schedule you already have. Um, it will lead to much more success and a lot less stress and keeping things simplified. And that's just that's my personal opinion. It may not be it may not resonate with everybody, but um, from my own experience, I mean, I've tried it. Right. I really tried to fight it. And ultimately, I'm either kind of miserable about it in some level or I just ultimately shift my focus to something else. So, um, you know, here I am hosting spaces at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays with this crew. You know, I I tried to find out when everybody here, you know, the, we get a nice uh, rotation on this panel. I was trying to figure out when their times were best, but I'll be honest with you guys. This is what worked for me. So this is why we schedule these at 8 p.m. Eastern, right? Like, I could have done a little later. That would have been good for me, but um i figured that yeah, it's probably too late so i tried to find a time that made some sense where maybe people could tune in and get some value from these spaces but honestly i set it up for myself because this is the time slots that work for me and it's working right like i love talking to you guys this has been great and uh we do this every week so thanks for tuning in guys and uh yeah joe what would you like to add now i was just gonna say you're doing a great job nate we're, we're happy to uh to accommodate you Mm -hmm. ah, thanks Joe that's awesome man appreciate that I am going to end it on that high note so uh, again appreciate everybody's uh, comments and uh, these tips that we've been sharing with respect to you know our journeys and 
uh, how to optimize your time to make some money. You know, send out a message, drop us some questions if you have any. Uh, happy to help out with whatever journey you're on. And I uh, appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, doing this again, 8 p.m. Eastern, like I mentioned. So uh, hopefully we catch you then. And until then, have a great rest of your week. And guys, thanks again for uh, joining me on the panel. Take care, everybody. Good evening. Thanks, guys.